Praise the Lord, everybody. If you like that song, that is the debut single from this church, from the worship ministry here at One Seed Church. It's called One Seed Worship, and it's on iTunes. We're not trying to sell it to you, but we're letting you know that we're planting seeds in a lot of different ways. And part of the vision of this church is to write and record music, to build our identity, to separate ourselves from the other churches out there. But right now, that song's out on uh, iTunes, Amazon. It'll be on Alexa in 90 days. It's on Spotify, Google Music. So we're excited. That's the first original song from One Seed Worship. A lot of new faces today. We're so glad to see you. We hope you had a good Easter. You're probably still full from Easter, all the eating and sleep coma that goes with it. My name is Pastor Jeff Gwaltney, if you don't know my name, and we just launched this church in January, and we get a lot of responses that people are seeing us online, which is very exciting, and we're so glad that you're getting fed and that it leads you to coming in here in person and getting the full experience, so we're so glad to have you. Anybody have a problem talking in their sleep? Is it just me? Anybody? One? Two? A couple accusations, not eyewitnesses, but... Uh, accusations from a finger point. That'll work. I appreciate all uh, participation. When I was a kid, evidently I was a chronic sleep walker and talker. And you know what's funny about it is you don't remember a thing, right? You don't remember doing it, but it happened. But it didn't happen to me because I don't remember that time or that time or the other five million times my mother would tell me the next morning throughout childhood, did you know you said this to me in your sleep? And did you know you were in this part of the house last night at 2 a.m.? No. And now that I mention it, my brother had some problems sleepwalking too, but we won't go there. Not all stores are suitable for church environments. But I remember two specific occasions out of all my sleepwalking and talking, two scenarios that still are with me this day. The first time was a time we lived in a ranch in Chesterfield growing up. I was probably eight or nine, and we had an open ranch layout in the middle of the house was a stairwell and open balusters on both sides of the stairwell. So being a little kid, all little kids want to be ninjas, right? I wanted to climb out over the stairwell all the time, and, you know, you kind of edge your feet out like this, and you walk the stairwell until you're over the full eight-foot foundation height of your basement. And that, was, that was risking it all when you're only, you know, four foot tall. That was a big deal. Well, evidently one night, the next morning I find this out, that not only was I crawling out in my sleep, but I was having conversation with my mother about it, and she was nervous to startle me, thinking I would fall to my death, the eight foot, probably more like twist an ankle if I actually fell. But evidently she interrupted me, I got off the, the balusters, and I went to bed, never remembered a thing. So it didn't happen if I didn't recall it happening, and it didn't, it's not like real, it was in my sleep, it was subconscious, but it physically took place, I just couldn't remember it taking place, I didn't, I didn't do that, no, I, I didn't do that, I would remember, but you did do that, you did do that, Jeff, the mother says, so I believed her, she was my mom, so I trust, I trust her. Another funny time, again, being that I wanted to be the black ninja assassin, throughout all my childhood, and somehow my boys have picked up the same desire. It must be in the milk. I used to sleep over at 
Amber and Jamie's my cousins. And they lived in Hazelwood, and it was just the best thing ever if I got to go sleep over at Amber and Jamie's house when I was a little kid. And my aunt and uncle, they would kind of take care of us. And they didn't have He-Man, you know, they were girls, so they had Barbie, so that was the best thing available. So I'd play with the Ken doll. That's right, I was the Ken doll, and I'm not ashamed to talk about it. And my, my, my cousin would be Barbie or whatever. And then she also had Shira, which was like, uh, if Barbies weren't available, there was Shira, which was like a, a girl version of he-man so you know we just had to make do i'd make them as masculine as i could playing shira and barbie with my cousins and they'd come to my house and we'd play he-man but one particular night i evidently did it again i sleep walked and talked to my aunt and the next morning my aunt vicky says do you know what you did last night i said yeah i slept slept on the floor aunt vicky this is prior to her never forgetful uh, toast with dry sugar on it. It was the best thing ever. It was a little dry, but that was her version of French toast that I'd never have gotten over and said, you need to cook it like my mom. I didn't tell her that, but I never forgot the way she served this toast with just sugar on it. Nothing else. It's like, what's, what's up with this? this? This ain't right. Anyway, digressing. Before that, she goes, you were in the hall and you were creeping in the hall like this. Hey, I was so into being a ninja, evidently, It's in my psyche as I sleep. And she said, you saw me and you screamed at me. Like like some kind of attack ninja. Yeah, for real. And scared her half to death at two in the morning and was about to go at it, man. And then she said, Jeffrey, go to bed. I said, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't remember a thing. I almost got violent in my sleep and didn't remember a thing. I was sleep fighting, sleep talking, sleep everything. But it happened. You see, often we say things we don't even realize and would have not necessarily recalled unless we heard ourselves back on, I wrote down tape recorder, but what are those? Back on digital media through your phone recording you. We would never recall unless someone played back, you know, from the voice app on your Android or a tape recorder, if my dad's in the room. (laughs) See, we can spew hurtful poison just going on autopilot and damage those around us with the bitter spring out of our mouth, our heart speaks. Consider your mouths in the things you say. Are they a blessing? To others or a cursing that tears down your peers. Well, I don't remember attacking my aunt, so it didn't happen. But it did happen. I just don't remember. I didn't even realize I did it. Hmm. Interesting. The title of my message today is Sleep Talkers. Not sleep walkers, sleep talkers. You see, sleep talking. It's just saying whatever around anybody, not really thinking about what you're saying, is silent but poison. You're killing people silently. They don't know you're killing them. You don't know you're killing them, but you're poisoning them slowly, silently. Ooh, that's serious. It is. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Hmm. What are you speaking? If we go to James chapter 3, 
verse 1 through 12. I always say I love the book of James, not because it's probably the shortest in the New Testament, if I recall, six chapters or so. But it's Jesus' brother, okay? It's his bro, man. Nobody knows. I don't know who was. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to go there. Nobody knows their brother like their brother. So if James has something to say, probably we should listen. And James talks a lot about the mouth. Thank you. Out of the abundance of Nick's heart, his mouth just spoke. Thank you, Nick. If we go to chapter 3, verse 1 through 12, he says, My brothers, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. We control the mouth, we got the body. We got the body, we got the life. That's how we control those horses. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue, everybody say tongue, is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles from the tongue. Starts fires. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and it sets on the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. You guys say that word here? Yeah, we do. It's in the Bible. Sorry, it's scripture. Hell, hell, hell. We say it. It's in the Bible. I know some people don't like that word, but we we just relay the scripture. That's the job is to be the megaphone of the word. Speaking of fire and tongues, this morning I was in a hurry to get, I overslept by 45 minutes. It never happens. Let me just remind you of that. And I panicked and I got to have a certain amount of coffee to be functional in life. And I tried to make the coffee really quick and it was a Keurig, you know, and it comes out steaming hot. And it was, I took a swig so fast that it wasn't even enough time where you could do one of these, you know, the, you know, the, the thing where you move it around your mouth to cool it off. It was so scalding. I had to spit it back in my cup. Ew. It burnt my tongue. The fire of the heat burnt my tongue. Well, now I'm feeling a little numb from the burn. See, it actually, if, see, to me it affected my speech, but you guys can't hear that actually my tongue is burnt right now from the fire. So, you know, it just was fitting for the message that I mentioned that, and it was not planned. It just happened. God gave me inspiration because of today's message. For every kind of, verse 7, beast and word of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly, evil, full of deadly poison. Hey, I said that. Whoa. Coincidence, maybe. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of... God, when you've done it to the least of these, my brothers, you've done it to me, the king says. We curse them 
who was created by God, yet we come to church and bless God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring set forth both fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring can yield both salt water and fresh. It can't be both. And if you think it can be both, it's not, it's not in accordance with the scripture because it says it can't be both. So which is yours? Sleep talking is a silent poison. I mean, let's face it. Everybody's been a potty mouth once in a while. I've been a potty mouth off and on throughout my life. And I, you know, what, what is a potty mouth? Well, when you think of the potty, it doesn't bring good feelings. So if you're a potty mouth, it doesn't bring good things that proceedeth out of your mouth. It's potty talk. I have four kids. We use the word potty constantly. And it's a little weird, but if you come to my house and you're an adult, it's not a disrespect. But if you say, I have to use the bathroom, I'll say the potty is down there forgetting you're a grown person. And we say bathroom because I say potty so much because I have a eight, six, five, and almost three-year-old. It's weird. But I literally use the word potty frequently. But we, we have potty mouths and we say things under our breath and you know, it's, it's not that big a deal. We talk about people when they're not around and they're not even part of the conversation and they don't hear it. It's, I was sleeping. It still happened. The Bible says your words are spirit and they are life. And God not only knows how many hairs are on your head, but when you go to uh, look up your name in the book of life, it says you will give an account of every word you ever spoke. Ooh, I don't like that. I'm preaching to myself here. I've said some pretty pottiest things, if that's a word. The Bible says words are like a two-edged sword. It starts wars. Wars aren't, start, wars aren't started like when my brother and I get in a random wrestling match, moving furniture for too long because we're stressed out. Wars, wars start from words over physical. If you say the wrong thing, it starts wars. Me and my brother love each other. And we get physical, you know, it's fun, right? You're brothers. But words are what cut the heart. My friends, the same way. It's, it's the words that defile a relationship. Anybody ever had a bar of soap when they are a kid? I'll wash your mouth out with soap if you say that again. Anybody ever heard that? Anybody? One? Nobody's heard? Two? Three? Okay, yeah, you guys are out there. Cool. You're getting it. All right, good. Well... In the 90s, we didn't have bars of soap anymore. And someone named Little Jeffy had a guilty conscience over something I don't recall. But we had pump soap. And let me tell you, I put hand pump soap in my own mouth because I felt guilty over something. I washed my own mouth out with soap. Hand soap? Was sick. Hey, but it worked. I had a potty mouth that I knew it, and I had to wash that soap out. You guys remember the Christmas story? Ralphie, the big old red bar of soap. He said, oh, we won't go there. He, he said, you know what he said, and his mother heard him, and the next thing you know, boom, there's this big red bar of soap in his mouth, and he's just sitting there with the bar because his mother was washing the potty out of his mouth. 
And we're going to get a little further in this, but she don't understand that. That don't, that don't fix nothing because it's not coming from the mouth. The mouth is just the megaphone. It's coming from somewhere else. Can't, can't wash it from here because it's not coming from there. We profess Christ, yet we speak the devil about our peers. And accidents happen. We all stumble, but we have to try to bridle our mouths. It's scripture. It's what the body of Christ is to do, to be the light of the world. We shine the light, not crush people with words. Our mouths can start a raging forest fire by one little spark. And if anybody's married in here, they all know what I'm about to talk about. And if you're not married, this probably is true with siblings also. But you know how to press their buttons. You know in the, in the, in, when you're not having a good day and they're around, you know if you really want to let it out, you can just press a certain button with your spouse or your sibling because you know it sets them off. And what do you do it with? You do it with words. Well, maybe you should have done more laundry this week. My shirt's wrinkled again. Ooh, if you really want to be nasty in my house, you talk about that. The laundry not being done. <laughs> and vice versa. But words are how we attack. And it hurts people. Do you know the Bible talks about gossip? And it uses a word. Anybody know what the Bible uses in the, to, to, for the word gossip? If you're a gossiper. Anybody? In the New King James, King James. No, no message version. I have no idea what it says. Tailbearer. Anybody know what a tailbearer is? It's a gossiper. Being a gossiper, guess what? Is being a potty mouth. See, you don't have to curse people, literally, to be a potty mouth. When you talk about other people's business, is that what Christ would do? Is that what James would consider Christ-like the brother of Jesus, it qualifies as speaking potty out of your mouth. It hurts people. We curse people with gossip. They may not be in the room, but just like I was asleep, it's still happening. It's still speaking this, these seeds of spirit into, into life, and there's good seed and there's bad seed, and we're speaking bad seed into existence, and it does get back to the person eventually. But you can't, you can't wash it out. Even if you're a silent talker, you can't wash it out because you're only washing up here. The real problem is in the garden. It's a garden problem. Anybody have a garden? I know my brother did some gardening. Cheyenne? Good success, too. He had a, was it, what, what was it, oregano or something? I don't know. He had an excess of something green, and he gave it to me. It was cool. I failed miserably when I tried to till my garden because there was too many thorns in my garden. But we're not talking about real gardens. We're talking about this garden. Did you know the Bible refers to your heart as a garden? What kind of fruit are you bearing? You know you can bear fruit that's not called good fruit, according to the the parable of the sower. He said, on good soil, you'll bear good fruit. But if the soil's not right, you'll get thorns. It'll be choked out by your peers. It'll dry up. It's all about the garden. If you really want to fix the potty mouth, forget the bar of soap. You got to address the garden where things are growing. Well, how do they get there? It's a garden problem. Silent talking is a silent poison. Sleep talking is a silent poison. But the Bible says out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. 
It's coming from my garden. Our mouth is a megaphone to our heart. And you know, there's nothing worse than when you hear somebody talk smack. Yeah, that's what we call it. We call it talking smack when you're not around. It's saying something potty-ish when you're not around. And then you find out later and you thought, I thought that person cared about me. If they cared about me, why would they only mention it when I'm not around? Wouldn't they want me to improve myself if they felt that way about me? Wouldn't they address it specifically if they felt that way about me? You would think so. It hurts. And when your garden is spewing poisonous seed to the world, it saturates like Roundup. Remember when, uh, when uh, Monsanto did the Roundup deal? And it was blowing on people's farms and it was poisoning their farms and the farms could no longer produce good fruit or vegetables or whatever they were growing. It was saturating like a poison. And you couldn't hear it blowing in the wind, but it was still happening. It was still happening just like when I was sleeping, crawling over an eight-foot stairwell, talking to my mom and attacking my aunt as a ninja. It all happened. I just don't recall it because I was on autopilot. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. I still did it. I still have to be accountable. God still saw what I did. Just because... The recipient didn't hear it directly doesn't mean it didn't happen. And it hurts people. We got to till the weeds. Well, how does it get that way? Well, what you let in is what's going to come out. I don't, I don't know why I feel miserable about my life. Well, look at my surroundings. All I listen to is poisonous sources throughout my day. Constantly. It's on TV. It's on the radio. The devil, work, the, the devil and the Lord work through men. And it's a, it's a constant spiritual battle through men. And we, we don't want to over-spiritualize. But at the, at the end of the day, there's a spiritual battle going on all the time. We just don't pay attention. Why? Because we don't see it and we don't hear it. And so we pretend nothing's happening. But it's a constant war between good and evil. And the devil wants to use TV. He wants to use children's cartoon. That makes me crazy. They put like profanity in these cartoons where it's like just subtly off to where it sounds like a cuss word. And so my kids got to learn that a cuss word kind of sounds like this, but they didn't say the real world. They're silently poisoning my children. It makes me mad. I want to throw the cartoons in the trash, but I don't. I say, eh, it's not that big a deal. Five years later, it progresses. I allow it. I want my kids to enjoy it. I'm not saying don't, don't get rid of TVs and all that. I'm not saying that. But what you surround yourself with is how your garden gets poisoned. When the roundup blows into your garden, guess what? You're not going to produce anymore. So what are you putting in that's then going to come out? Because it will come out. If you want to speak it right, you got to hear it right. A baby learns to talk by hearing. A person who has a disability with hearing, guess what? It affects their speaking. If you can't hear it right, you can't speak it right. You can't speak the glory of God to people if you're not hearing God. But you can speak evil poison if you're hearing evil, bad things, trash, Kardashians, no offense, I used to watch it, but man, it's trash. It's poisoning me. It's poison. It's not the big a deal. I used to watch it. The Kardashians, yeah, I used to watch it. Until I thought about it one day, I go, what am I watching? Teen Mom, yeah, that's right. I watched Teen Mom. 
for a point in my life. I don't know what happened. I got hooked because the devil knows he's going he's to get you hooked on something. And I was watching Teen Mom. I'm like, what, is, what has happened to me? This is way before the ministry to see now. But it was messing with my head because it's garbage. Putting garbage in my soil. I'm putting McDonald's in my soil and saying, why am I not getting good vegetables? I don't, I don't understand this. It's my garden. It's a garden problem. A few weeks ago, the Olympics were on, and I don't really, I don't really do anything fun. I'm just kind of boring. But the Olympics were on, and my wife, she likes to be festive and turn the Olympics on. And my boys, are, they're in wrestling, and they're starting to get more physically violent as time goes on. And it's great. It's like totally boy stuff. I mean, they're, they're doing the ninja thing, and snowboarding comes on. And anything that has to do with possibly getting hurt, they're, like, really into it now. And so snowboarding comes on, and they do the half pipe and everything. And Caleb, my oldest son, he's just, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a concentrator. He focuses. Colton, he's, he's loud and boisterous. He wears his heart on his sleeve. And Caleb is silent but deadly, like the poison we're talking about. That's how Caleb operates. He's like the postman who goes postal. Hopefully, he doesn't work for the post office someday. But anyway, he's watching, he's watching snowboarding, and he's really into it. And his two-year-old sister, blah, 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 she's just irritating the, the heck out of him. And, and finally, Michelle, his, his, his mommy says, Kaylee, knock it off. Leave KK alone. And she keeps on. And he's like, Mommy, she won't stop. And she goes, you leave him alone, Kaylee. And she goes, you shut your mouth. She turned to her mother and said, you shut your mouth. Now, she's two. How do you not laugh when a two-year-old speaks so boldly in the name of whoever she was serving at that moment? I don't know. I don't think it was the Lord. But it was so cute at the same time. But see, she let out what went in. Now, I thought, where would she hear that? Maybe she heard it from all the other thousand times. I'm telling her other brother who's bad all the time to shut his mouth when he's bad at night. I'm going to spank him again. Did I say that? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, she heard it from me. Hmm. I planted that in her. And I have to say, sometimes it's justified to tell your children to shut their mouths. But when it came out of her, it showed me that I planted that in her, and she would not have spoke what she had not heard first. They're going to speak what they hear from the garden. It plants in the garden. It roots up. One seed church. It's all about the garden. Scripture is all about the garden. We want to plant the seed of God in people one seed at a time and then watch the harvest come. We recultivate that seed. We replant it. We replant and replant. We turn one seed into millions. That's the vision. Discover God's perfect plan made just for you through planting good seed. So I get it. I'm a big believer in getting your garden right. And what we hear dictates what we say. What we hear determines the thoughts we conceive. I'll tell you another one. This is, this is not in my notes. You learn bad stuff growing up, especially when you're a teenager. Well, my children haven't heard a lot of bad language. And one day I happened to be watching some video on my phone. I, I like to watch the UFC, and my dad don't like me talking about that, but it's just a true thing. I like MMA, and I like to watch it. And out of nowhere, a bad, I won't say what cuss word, a bad cuss word comes out. I didn't know it was going to be there, but my son was sitting right there. And they also had happened to say a couple other words like stupid. And this cuss word comes out, okay? And 
He goes, oh, dad, and I'm, I'm blue in the face. He goes, they said stupid. I go, oh, yeah, they did. They said stupid. You're right. When, when the word next to it was the one I was afraid he heard. See, he had never planted it yet in his heart, so he didn't know that it meant anything. But give him a few years, and the world will make sure to contaminate him as best as possible. So I thought that was cool that he was so pure still that I can't remember a day when I didn't know those words. I thought, man, how awesome is that? He didn't even know the word. It was a bad one. I'm sure you've all heard it. It's all about the garden, and sleep talking is a silent poison. We can't put forth good fruits when our garden is loaded with thorns. The company you keep affects your gardens. Guess what the thorns are in, in, the, in the parable of the sower? It's people. Are you surrounded by thorns or the light of the world? Your product of your environment. It's a common business idea. You're a product of your environment. You want to get better? What do you do? You surround yourself with better people, things, challenges, get a little uncomfortable. You surround yourself with less, weak, things that take you down, guess what's going to happen? You're going to not be challenged and you're going to slowly deteriorate because they're thorns. When I was a teenager, that's a, that's a, a vulnerable, I guess that's the word, a few years, you're like figuring out who you are and I was not a real confident kid so you, you do things to fit in that you probably wouldn't do, but you want to fit in and you want friends. And I remember I started hanging around some kids that had bad, bad mouths. And I didn't. And I actually got teased for many years as a kid because I didn't ever say cuss words. But if I hung around them long enough, eventually a couple slipped out. How'd that happen? I heard it. It's just a couple times it's just a couple times. It's not who I am. Out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. A few more years go by. Now it's my daily lingo. I don't even think about it. I didn't know I said that word that many times in a single sentence. I didn't know that. And I thought that was actually cool because that's what my friends did. I didn't know that we were all poisoning each other and just being consumed by a fire of hellish spiritual words that were crippling our, our walk towards God. Thankfully, later in life, God cleansed my heart and hit the reset button and fixed that problem. But I was a product of the thorns I was surrounding myself with. You can't put forth salt water and fresh. What are you putting forth? What does God want you to do with your spring? He wants you to release the fresh spring. Fresh Water hydrates, not dehydrates. Gives life, not takes life. Lifts people, doesn't kill people. The light of the world grows things. It doesn't burn up the root. He wants us to bear a spring that produces fresh water out of our hearts. Salt water can't quench a thirst, but it dehydrates the life from others. They say, you know, if you get stranded in the ocean, you're going to die faster than in the desert because the salt in the water sucks the moisture out of your life and kills you. If your spring is salty, you're poisoning. You're sucking the life out of yourself 
and giving it to someone else and you're passing it along. You're paying it forward with the devil's fruit. But God desires you let your spring feed others. If you want to be full yourself, you got to feed others. Give away the water you've got. Give away the only well. Jesus said, I am the well. When you drink from me, you shall never thirst. Is that the well of water you're producing in your spring? Or are you giving ocean water? I reference my brother a lot because we're together a lot and we do a lot of things together. So I, bring, I think of all these illustrations of times we're together. And one of them is cycling. We used to cycle when I made time for it and I got lazy. But we'd go on these bike rides for 20, 30, 40, I think one time 50, I don't know, miles. Sounds fun, right? No, it's not. And after a bike ride that long, you know what is the most amazing thing when you're done? An apple. There's something about an apple that your taste buds are so satiated. Is that the right word? I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I did bad in English, sorry. It, it's so fulfilling. Why is it? Because it came from God's earth and it produces fresh fruit, fulfilling, sustaining, life-bearing fruit that came out of the earth, not a drive through window. I don't go grab a soda. And when you're that dried up, I'm telling you, an apple, I don't like apples. It is the most satisfying apple you'll ever eat because it's a good fruit that has good, fresh water in it, and that's what sustains and breeds life. It's the same with our words. It's not just an, an, an illustration. It's a real thing. It's a spiritual thing. You are speaking life or death to people, even when they're not present. If you're talking about somebody and they have nothing to do with you and they're not around, why are you talking about them? Is it, is it in a good light? What is it doing? Is it doing something for them or is it doing something more for you? But what's sad is you're really hurting you and them. You got to release the fresh spring. God wants to get your mouth. If he gets your mouth, he can steer the whole body. They put bits in horse's mouth to control the whole body. And God uses the mouth in the scripture to confirm he has control of your life. Scripture after scripture, God confirms through action. And it all ties to this, the mouth. Your ears will start listening different when you're heart starts producing different fruit. It's, it's funny. It's a two-way thing. When your heart starts producing new fruit, you actually start listening for different things you never paid attention to before. It all, it all does this. Your life will change. My life's awful. Why, why do these things keep happening to me? Maybe it's your garden. Fix your garden and watch God change your life. I dare you. I triple dog dare you in the spirit of the Christmas story in the soap talk. I triple dog dare you to change your garden and watch God change your life because his word doesn't fail. It doesn't return void. He'd never forsake us. He said, do what I say. It says simple. It's that simple is to believe what he said. Sleep talking is a silent poison. We must submit fully fully 100% to God to make him Lord of our lives putting your toe in the water is not really swimming that's why he's got to get your mouth because the mouth is the most unruly member of the body and when he gets your mouth he gets your whole body that's why it's so important that you submit your mouth because when you submit your mouth you've submitted your heart 
and your life will follow. It's how we communicate to each other and to God. We pray to God. We glorify God. We do all these things through the mouth. So does God. James says, be slow to speak, quick to listen. Next time you have the urge to just throw a couple more poisonous seeds out there and then think about it afterwards, go wait. I'm going to be slow to speak. And I'm going to quickly to listen to the Lord and my spirit. And if I have the spirit of God in me, some do, some don't. But it's a free gift to all who call upon his name. He'll fill you with his spirit. And when he does, if I have the spirit in me and I say, is this of your spirit, Lord? Be slow to speak, quick to listen for him to say, that's not my will. That's how you know it's poison. The words you speak come from the seed you bear. You want to speak God, you need to hear the word of God. Till the weed and turn away from the poisonous sources in your life that are poisoning your walk. Does that mean abandon all your friends? That's a gray area. It depends. Are they stopping you from moving forward? Are you being a light to lead them? Because it's like, it's like a consuming fire. If you get close, too close to what they do, they can pull you in. But if you can get close enough and pull them to what you're, the light you're shining, you may be their witness as well. So you have to decide, where do I draw the line with these people who are corrupting my life and destroying my life spiritually? And it's silent, and I don't see it, but it's happening anyway. Just because you don't recall it doesn't mean it happened. Just because I didn't know I was attacking my aunt doesn't mean it didn't happen. Be a leader for Christ, and those who hurt you with their, they'll follow you. If you walk in faith, you walk purely they will see the light too. It's not a special thing that only you can change. God can change any heart, but they have to receive the real presence of God and they can't receive it when it's your will and not his. So shine it faithfully. If you could all stand to your feet with me, I'd like to close in prayer. And then we're gonna glorify God for a couple more minutes through song and worship. Let's give it up for Nick today. Nick has stepped up today and sang for the first time here at One Seed Church. And he just wants to passionately give God his best. And God rewards those who diligently seek him. If you could all close your eyes. God, we live in a culture that is all about sleep talking, God. It is our daily life. It's so heavy in everything we do. Sometimes we wonder, is there really a way to escape this? It's, it's in everything we do. But we know you are able to do abundantly more beyond what we can comprehend or perceive. And we are asking in faith today, Lord, to guide our hearts, till our gardens. Help us submit fully to you. Let us give you all of ourselves. Let us jump fully in the water and take our toe out and jump fully in and watch you change our life we know if you change our life if you revamp our garden our garden was there once it's an ever 
changing process. You got to keep the garden tilled. It's not a one-time thing. You got to keep it tilled. And God, I get weak just like everybody else. And I need your strength to keep that garden in a pure state. So I keep producing the fruit that gives life, which is your word, your water. You are the well that sustains people. Help me reach my neighbors. Help me reach my friends that don't think church is cool. Help me reach my family that thinks it's all about good and a bur- being a good person and they don't know the word of God and the, that, that you want to touch their hearts, God, and let us be a vessel, Lord, and just keep on keeping on through faith purely. Help us silence our gossip. Help us silence our poison and only give good seed. We ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And if everybody could say, amen.